Hello and welcome. The name of this podcast series is Taboo Truths and Tales. So why these particular T words are all in the title, you may may want to know. Fair question. It's because this podcast deals with subject matter considered to be taboo. This podcast deals with a person's perception of truths. And this podcast deals with storytelling tales of fiction told by an individual. You need to choose for yourself what you perceive as truths versus tales because very often in real life that distinction is not crystal clear. This podcast is marked explicit. What that means, you should not listen to this podcast if you happen to be under the age of 18 or if someone under age 18 is listening there with you. Explicit means nobody under age 18 should be listening to this podcast series. So here we go. Taboo Truths and Tales is hosted by Madeira D'Souza. That's me. Some of you may know me by my nickname as Woody. Whatever you want to call me, I welcome you here to this podcast, which is definitely intended for people who are 18 or older. Thank you. Now let's get started. This is an introduction. I am the person responsible for placing this audio on a DVD disc. I place this audio on the DVD to be found and played back. I ask that you accept my statements and explanations are real and genuine. He was impressive. At the age of 27, his rich masculinity was easily the first thing one would notice about him. At the gym, he would show off by lifting a 55-pound free weight up over his head using only his left hand. I selected him. He was my choice on this mission to the year 1990. I would make him do whatever I wanted. His full compliance was the key to my success on this mission to the past. There was no forgiveness for errors. I had to get this right. I would keep going back to the year 1990 and keep making subtle changes in the timeline and to him. Just to get everything exactly as I needed them to be for my mission to be a success. Okay, so what was my mission? I gave you the target year already. 1990. The location was Bullhead City in the state of Arizona. You should understand that Bullhead is an isolated place in the Mojave Desert. It's a small city which, due to its remoteness, seems like a faraway place you will never understand. I think I will never understand Bullhead. I keep going back to Bullhead to the target year 1990. How many times? I stopped counting a long while back. It was all about selecting him. The target. I needed the target to be linked in several ways to people in Bullhead in the target year 1990. He was a personal trainer and, as such, had male clients at the Bullhead gym. I would end up using many of them as well. Not more than three guys if I remember correctly. How I accomplished my missions was the control and manipulation of men. Easy to say as words. Difficult to accomplish. But I am very good at controlling and manipulating men. This particular mission required me to overtake my target. The Bullhead Gym personal trainer. Overtaking him meant several things. I turned him into a willingly obedient guy who did everything I wanted him to do. 
he ended up unable to protect himself in the sense of keeping himself out of peril and possible death once he started following my exacting instructions to do dangerous things that I needed him to do for my mission to be accomplished. You are wondering something, are there secrets to how we time travelers succeed in manipulating men sexually? Yes, in a manner of speaking. Not really accurate to use the word secrets. And yet, it is true that I am from another time 200 or so years in the future compared to the target year 1990. This means that what I routinely use may seem to you as mysterious and strange compared to your native century. All of us time travelers are born male. That is a standard requirement. Secondly, all time travelers must be capable mentally, emotionally, and physically of having sexual relationships with other men. In simple language, that means we time travelers must be skilled and talented in fucking men. It also means that we must be skilled and talented at getting fucked by men. In my home century, we do not use words from past centuries like the 20th or the 21st. I mean, we do not use the words gay or straight specifically. We are neither of those things in the ways that the words from the 20th and the 21st have meant in society at the time. We time travel agents all are fluid in our abilities to have sexual relations with men. We must be convincingly capable of man-on-man -man sex. The men whom we identify as live man targets while we are on missions to the past must be suitable to be manipulated. And not every man is capable of that so some missions fail. Before we are sent on missions to interact with men of past centuries, each of us time travelers is fully trained and coached in the many ways in which a live man target can be manipulated. The many ways include physical coercion which can make use of persuasive techniques that force a man to do something against his will by using threats against him. Another way is emotional manipulation which can involve changing how a man thinks by confusing him and making him question his version of what is real in his life. One other manipulation technique is outright lying to a man to get him to do something he otherwise would never do. But the most essential element of a time traveler's preparation for success in his missions is not training at all. It is an implant. It is a physical device that is implanted in every time traveler's body within his ilium. This is the name of a bone in the uppermost and largest part of a man's hip. Among the many functions of that ilium bone implant is its transmitting of electrochemical signals that travel throughout every time traveler's body involuntarily and unstoppably. The implant's signals perform alterations upon a time traveler's pheromones. Inside the body of a time travel agent, the uniquely altered pheromones are a biochemical substance that moves throughout his body similarly to non-altered pheromones. The impact of these altered pheromones in the outside world upon target men is incredibly strong. The effect is caused when the time travel agent secretes these special pheromones outside his body through his skin. The target man is unaware of the pheromones. They have no scent and are not visible. Suffice to say the target man is defenseless to do anything other than whatever the time traveler requires him to do including being a man who fucks the time traveler. The final step is that the time traveler must then choose the best combination of manipulations and circumstances that will make him own that target man completely and utterly. This process cannot be impeded nor reversed once it starts. Let me explain exactly how this works. The first level was emotional domination of him. I needed to own him emotionally. My live man target was 27 years of age and had made the personal choice never to go through any college degree program, I found he was limited in his social interactions with people in general because of not having gone to college. He emerged as a young adult as quite a loner. He also was not skilled in knowing if someone was taking advantage of him. 
I found him easier to manipulate than most other live man targets because this guy had limited himself to living a life without years of college and learning social lessons about how to interact with people. He was not wise in the ways of the world as the old saying goes. He had short-sighted goals. He basically wanted to seek pleasure and to avoid pain. He was shallow in that sense. And a cliché. But this guy was very lonely. That was the key to my owning him emotionally. I just had to do everything possible to play upon his needs to stop feeling so lonely. Getting him to be comfortable having sex with me was essential. Very essential. This target of mine. He was very masculine looking. He was forever horny. He got erect so easily. So I zeroed in on this man's strong need for sexual release. After I signed up to be a personal training client of his, that meant he and I would spend a lot of one-to-one -one time together alone in the bullhead gym. During that alone time in the gym often very late at night I would position myself very near to him so our bodies were almost but not quite touching. I could feel his body heat so I knew that he could feel mine. After a few weeks of this almost touching him, I one night took things further. I playfully slapped him in his balls. He doubled over and grunted. I chuckled and told him how much I enjoyed the grunting sound he had made at the moment I hit him squarely in his nuts. His face showed a slight embarrassment. But he did not walk away. I smiled at him to reassure him that we were only playing a meaningless ball-busting game. It was not significant or anything. My reassuring smile signaled to him that I was someone who was safe. Someone he could trust. So he let down his defenses totally. He raised his muscular arms into the air as if he were pretending that he was surrendering to me. He moved in closer to me. I smacked his balls a second time, but with more force this time. He doubled over again and grunted louder. He was on his knees on the floor of the bullhead gym cupping his hands over his crotch instinctively. He looked up to me. His face told me he had never experienced ball busting before. Was that possible? He obviously liked being on the receiving end and getting his nuts punched. I said to him, closing time here at the gym. Let's go someplace else right now. You need me to bust your balls several times every fucking day. Think you can take this nut punishment from me? Or maybe you were not strong enough for this rough playing around. We ended up in my motel room down the street from the gym. That motel room in Bullhead City was small and it was cheap. On the day I arrived, I had paid in advance for two weeks with the option of adding on two more. That was always how I established a place to live as a time traveler while on a mission in a target year in the past. The one queen-sized bed in the motel room was barely wide enough for me when I was there naked under the sheets with my personal trainer. All I had to do was bust this man's balls and he got hard very suddenly. He got so very hard, if you know what I mean. It turned out he was so easy to manipulate to the next level. Soon this masculine personal trainer of mine was fucking me from behind in the queen-sized bed every night in Bullhead. I totally enjoyed getting fucked by him. I must say he was not what anyone might call good in bed at all. He did have one long, thick cock that certainly made up for any lack of skill in bed that this man might be accused of. He was never much for small talk while in bed fucking while my face was buried in the pillows. But I must admit he made up for not talking by easily having three or four separate orgasms in any single night. He recovered so fast. He was ready for shooting his load into me again and again. He would exclaim, Aw, oh, fuck. I'm fucking you, man. He nearly wore me out fucking me. He was unrelenting. He always wanted me even if I was worn out by him. He could have fucked me all night if I let him. Soon I totally owned this guy. It was worth whatever level of soreness I felt down there. 
after each night getting fucked by him. Well worth whatever pain I had to endure. You were probably wondering why it is he was the one selected to be the live man target for a mission by a time travel agency. What significance could one personal trainer in Bullhead City, Arizona, be to the future? In the target year 1990 there were at least six other men who worked in and around Bullhead City and within a 30-mile radius including two states which shared common borders with Arizona. There were seven or possibly it was eight of these personal trainers. All were working at the same time in the target year 1990 in that local area. And yes, there also could be dead man targets on missions just as there can be live man targets. But that is another subject. What could there possibly be going on that would make one particular Bullhead City personal trainer have the designation as my live man target? Here's a simple fact. If you look back from a vantage point a couple of hundred years in the future to the year 1990, you will unfailingly begin to see connections and linkages that cannot and will not be seen by anyone who was living there at that time. In the target year 1990 it was impossible for anyone living in that time to be able to see connections and linkages that we now know reverberated forward in time and changed the future of planet Earth in major ways. 1990 was a turning point in the history of planet Earth. That's not an exaggeration. From the vantage point of 200 or so years in the future, the time travel agencies saw young men who were connected in 1990 to antisocial and underground activities as well as to violent outcomes and multiple deaths. Some of those young men in 1990 had links to an underground group of men who were selling illegal guns, especially semi-automatic handguns. The reports of federal law enforcement characterized these violent and angry young men who were into guns as being neo-Nazis who held Adolf Hitler in high regard. All of these connections and linkages came together starting in 1990 to produce a violent outcome. I'm referring to the 1995 terrorist bombing of a federal building in Oklahoma. This mass casualty event in Oklahoma City in 1995 was directly connected to another mass casualty event that happened in the year 2037. I refer to the 2037 domestic terrorist activity as in the past. For me, 2037 is in the past. I am from the 23rd century. I travel back in time to work on missions in the 20th and 21st centuries. I will not be able to give you specific details about what is going to happen in the timeline from the year 1990 through the year 2037. Giving you that level of detail is strictly forbidden by the time travel agency that I work for. I felt compelled, however, to leave this recording for people to find. This recording does contain information about what is going to happen from 1990 up through 2037, but the information, itself, is not violating the regulations of my employer pertaining to revealing facts about future events. I will tell you that I manipulated that Arizona personal trainer. I have already told you in this recording that I owned him. I controlled him emotionally. I manipulated him sexually. Part of how I could accomplish these things was the implant I have in my body that releases pheromones that make me nearly invincible in gaining manipulating control over the men who are my targets when I am working on missions in the past. I manipulated the Arizona personal trainer to travel to Mexico from Bullhead City so that he could buy sports performance enhancing drugs to sell in the local area in and around Bullhead. This manipulation of him required me to start taking sports performance enhancing drugs that the bullhead personal trainer gave to me free of charge. He told me because he was fucking me, he would not charge me for sports performance enhancing drugs. Those drugs had positive impact upon my body. I became physically stronger and started showing more muscles than before I started taking the drugs. I also wanted to have sex more. This meant I wanted to get fucked more often by the bullhead personal trainer. That was something he wanted. He, of course, thought he was controlling me because he was fucking me. 
He never knew the truth that I was sexually manipulating him. I was the one getting fucked by him, but I was in total control over his entire emotional and sexual life. He ended up making several trips to Mexico to cross the international border to buy sports performance enhancing drugs that otherwise without my manipulation likely would never have happened at all. In order for my mission to succeed, I had to get the bullhead personal trainer in and out of Mexico to increase his supply of sports performance enhancing drugs that he then sold on the underground market. That personal trainer in Bullhead City was the leading figure in the sales of sports performance enhancing drugs that he purchased south of the border. Few others would ever dare take the risks of traveling into Mexico from the United States to buy illegal drugs. It was an extremely risky way to live. Crossing into Mexico was easy. But if a man got caught in Mexico buying sports performance enhancing drugs, he could expect to be tortured and have his cock and balls cut off before being beheaded by drug gang members. If somehow a man did not get caught in Mexico, and he did get to purchase sports performance enhancing drugs, he then had a whole separate challenge of getting back through the international checkpoint into the United States while carrying illegal drugs. I manipulated the bullhead personal trainer to the point that he accepted the grave perils. He became almost legendary in bullhead for outwitting the border authorities and then for selling sports performance enhancing drugs upon which men in and around bullhead relied. I turned this young man from the nobody personal trainer that he was. He became an underground crime figure who was wanted by local law enforcement while at the same time being admired as a hero by the men who were bodybuilders and weightlifters at the local gyms at that time. This group of young men bodybuilders and weightlifters were involved in the target year 1990 in semi-automatic handgun use. They had rituals. Brutal and sadistic rituals. They hunted down live men and used these guys as target practice for the semi-automatic handguns. It was an incredibly bloody outcome. Many young men were shot dead in these rituals in the Mojave Desert. The progression into violent public events was natural. Some of these same brutal young men who were buying sports performance enhancing drugs from the bullhead personal trainer got involved with other groups of men from Kingman and from Las Vegas. They contributed plans and strategies for what turned into the 1995 Oklahoma City domestic terrorist attack on a United States federal building. A male child was born in Oklahoma City two weeks before the domestic terrorism attack. April 19, 1995 The child was only two weeks old when his mother went back to work that day. She was killed in the bombing of the federal building. That Oklahoma City child grew up angry and confused and violent because he could not understand why his mother had been taken from him so brutally. Then, in 2016 he was the father of a male child. He passed on to that male all his anger and confusion and violence stemming from the death of his mother in Oklahoma City in 1995. That male grew up to become the leader of the 2037 domestic terrorism events in multiple United States cities in which tens of thousands of people were simultaneously killed brutally all in one horrible day of violence. I have traveled back in time so many times. I have tried over and over again to change the past. On some missions I made sure the bullhead personal trainer survived all his trips into Mexico to purchase illegal drugs thinking that his survival was key to the future. It turned out I was wrong. The future depended upon that bullhead personal trainer getting killed at the hands of several drug gangs in Mexico. So I made that happen on one or more of my missions to change the past. But the outcomes associated with the 2037 domestic terrorist violence somehow were disconnected from all my missions to change the past. No matter what I tried. No matter how many people in the target year 1990 had their lives taken from them because of my manipulations and my actions. 
the 2037 domestic terrorist violence happened nonetheless. My missions to the past are intended to help save the future. My missions are intended to make life in the future better than it would be. I can only accomplish so much with my manipulations of men and events in the past. This is why I left this audio recording on a DVD released in the year 2012. I hope you have found that 2012 DVD. I hope you listen carefully to this recording. I hope you will be forewarned about the 2037 domestic terrorist violence in multiple United States cities and that you will take whatever action is necessary to prevent that horrible outcome from happening. You will have to figure out what exactly to do. I cannot be more specific than this. You will have to figure out on your own what you must do. I hope you succeed and I wish you good luck in all your efforts. If you are interested in discovering much more, go to taboo-truths-and-tales.net and search using keyword forewarning. That's keyword forewarning at taboo-truths-and-tales.net. May you find what you are looking for. Good luck in your efforts.